Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I was able to cover some time. And so that's not stopping me for continuing, even though I do have some blank pages on it. I think that that's, that's a key thing. Like just give yourself grace that it won't be fill out a hundred percent, but the time that you do just make it work. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 228. In this episode, I'm chatting with Gisela Flores about documenting during the busiest seasons of life. Our conversation discusses the mental health benefits of crafting and memory keeping, even when it feels like there isn't enough time. Hey, Gisela, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I would love to learn more about you today. Can you start by sharing a few things about yourself? Yes, absolutely. Um, so my name is Gisela Flores. I'm originally from Guatemala, and I've been living here in the U.S. for about five years because of my work. Um, I've been married for seven years to uh, somebody from El Salvador which we met in South Korea, which is a long story. So we're pretty much yeah. an international family. Um, <laughs> uh, I have two kids, a four-year-old daughter and a six-month uh, baby boy. Um, so it's safe to say that it's a fun time in my house right now. Um, I work in my day-to-day for the customer service BBO industry. So I normally, I used to work a lot before the pandemic. Now i love working from home because I work with people from different countries uh, to serve um, different companies who outsource several processes with our company. So it's very fun to do that. I I get to work every day with people from all over the world. Um, And yeah, and I love creating fun, creative outlets um, as a hobby. And I would say as a mental health outlet as well. Uh, So I love watercolors and memory keeping and um, trying new things um, in that creative aspect. Well, I can't wait to dig into more of that in our conversation today. (laughs) But one thing we always ask our guests is what's exciting you right now? So I would love if you shared a non-scrapbooking thing as well as a scrapbooking thing. Yeah, absolutely. So on the non-scrapping side, I'm very excited about the summer. Uh, We have been since 2020. If you believe in the middle of the pandemic, me and my husband started traveling back to our families. We don't have family here. Um, I live in San Antonio, Texas. We don't have family here with just us and the kids. So we do try to travel back home to both of the countries, Guatemala and El Salvador, as much as we can. So we do a whole month in the summer, and then we try to do it for the holidays in December. So we're actually traveling next week 
for a month uh, to spend time with our families, both Guatemala and Salvador. So it's very excited because we show our kids. My daughter is super excited. Uh, she's been doing this for the past two years. Um, so we get to interact with our cousins and sightseeing around the country. Um, so it's a, a fun time to do because I work remotely. So I can I get to work while I'm still in my hometown. So that's very exciting for us this time in the summer. Um, uh, yes. and then I, would, I hope that's wonderful. Oh, yes. We, we, since we don't have family close by, that's the time that we cherish a lot. And mm-hmm. my daughter also gets to practice her Spanish. I mean, she, we only talk Spanish in my house, but um, she, she gets to see all the family that we don't get to see the whole year around. So, Well, I hope that and, goes very smoothly, especially with your uh, six-month-old. <laughs> yes, that he's going to be his first international travel. So um, let's see how that goes. I mean, we had some practice with my daughter. I used to travel way more before, so I usually take mm-hmm. her with me to just drop her off in Guatemala and then travel other to other places. So uh, we're kind of geared up with my husband. We know kind of the, the, the tips and tricks, but let's see how it goes with two. So yeah, looking forward to that. And then your scrapbooking related thing. So I'm very excited about a project that I get to participate right now in, um, in June. I was invited by Altenew, um, uh, this company that they have amazing watercolors, watercolor markers. They have a whole range of products. They just launched um, a fun collection with one of my favorite designers, Amy Tangerine. I have been following her for a while, I guess since 2017, 2018, that I started all my scrapbooking work and just sharing um, um, on Instagram. Uh, So I was super happy to get invited to the launch. They actually send me, they give me the entire collection, the stamps and the inks, the whole collection that they launched um, in May, um, almost a month before to be able to um, work on some projects uh, to use it for the launch that just happened this week. Um, she's also throwing a workshop in August with them. But uh, it was very fun to do that. That's, this is the first time that I get invited to a launch for a collaboration. Uh, and it was super fun because it's with one of my uh, favorite designers ever so he was very excited oh that's so cool we will definitely link to those products in the show notes they they look yes. really cool yes they are they are um and i get to play around with it um uh, with all the pranks that i do so it was very fun awesome so what is on your memory keeping bucket list so it's kind of shifting gears a little bit but we love to find out what are the stories that feel important to tell but for some reason or another you haven't done it yet yeah I think that I do a lot of documenting for what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis of course I document for my kids but I think that one of the things that I want to do dig a little bit deeper now that I have my second baby it's kind of those family trips. And as we were discussing this type of, uh, like the trip that we're doing right now in the summer, um, I want to, I take, I'm, I'm the photo taker in my family. I'm take I'm not in the pictures, uh, but I'm taking pictures from everyone, especially my kids and my family, uh, because I want to really remember every single thing that we're doing with them and cherish those moments that we get to spend time with them because we don't see them. Um, so I do want to do something different. I was thinking of probably doing uh, a special project for documenting the summer. I, I've been wanting to do that for the past two summers and then life gets in the middle. But I think that's something that definitely is in my bucket list to make sure that I do maybe a fun summer album for my kids, especially with what they're doing, 
what what's happening in their life right now and, and dig a little bit deeper into what they're experiencing with our families and these type of trips. Um, I think that's something that definitely I want to dig um, that I don't have it right now. <laughs> Do you have an idea of kind of how you want to approach it in terms of like the size or format? Definitely something uh, approachable. And that's kind of my main focus uh, with my creative projects. I tend to work a lot, notebooks and uh, traveler's notebooks. So maybe something like that. Definitely a traveler's notebook. I did one actually in the pandemic with my daughter uh, for my daughter because we, we were locked down. We were living in a different place. Um, and I really love that format. Um, I think it's really approachable. Um, I, I really get creative because I feel less pressure of filling a lot of uh, space, feeling a lot of things. So, um, definitely thinking that even, um, so you should be probably a notebook or a traveler's notebook. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. I think that's good. And that really connects mm-hmm. well with our topic today. Um, yeah. I would love to chat with you about getting started in a really simple way when it comes to memory keeping. Yeah. So maybe we could start by having you tell us how you got started. Yeah. So I got started actually after I got married. Um, I put a, a room in my house. I had space in my house at that time and I decided to do my own studio. And then at that time, I actually started digging into the the scrapbooking and memory keeping world by Haiti Swap. I that's another of the designers that I really love. Um she's mm-hmm. been in the industry for forever. She has a lot of collections with American Craft, same as Amy Tangerine. Um and that and they do have a lot of products related to memory keeping. They have notebooks, uh travelers notebooks. So both of them actually are kind of my lead influence i guess in the world of uh, memory keeping and traveler's notebook and scrapbooking uh because i really like the way that they work very non-complicated i really i mean i've i i think i have one album that i did uh from a collection from um ali edwards one of her projects but then i really don't have a single album in my house i pretty much everything that i do it's in a notebook or traveler's notebook or a planner um, so they were my inspiration at that time. And I started with one of Haiti Swap Kids. She actually had at that time a notebook that came with some embellishments, washi, some stickers. And so I started documenting um, kind of my life when I just got married um, in a notebook. Um, and I had really, I just, I had a printer and then I was pretty much just printing my photos at home, uh, in a like four by four size because it was really a small space. So I really didn't have to document a lot. I pretty much cover most of the things with, um, photos. And then I started like that. I want to say that I, I really wanted to fill the entire year. I didn't. Um, and that was okay. I love looking back on my notebooks, uh, even if they're not a hundred percent completed, but, um, but yeah, that was how I started it. I that was around I would say 2017, yeah, right after I got married. I'm curious what attracted you to these more approachable formats versus, you know, all the other ways that you can be a scrapbooker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the reasons that I often hear is that they don't have enough space, but you had the space. So I'm curious kind yeah. of what were some of the other reasons um that that went into that? I think because um, I think it's approachable. I, uh, for me, I think it's less daunting to say that I have to print a lot of pictures or that I have to fill out a big space. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's also something that you can carry around. 
um, I was traveling a lot at that time. So I was able to take my notebook or a, a traveler's notebook with me. And then I also love to collect a lot of memorabilia from where I'm, where I'm visiting, right? Like a ticket or a napkin or a sticker from some place that I can put on my notebook. And then if I have it with me, I, I, in my mind, I won't forget and I will do it on the spot instead of just like going back home and then starting to print something big or do something like in a bigger format. I think that that, that, um, that option that you can actually take it around with you, I think that's something that appealed to me at the beginning that it was less complicated. And also because I, I really love working with stickers and, and washi tape. So things that you can actually carry around. I have multiple, um, totes and I would say small bags that I use uh, to travel. Granted, I used to travel with more uh, scrapbooking stuff before I had kids. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, but that was something that I that I got to do. And so I was taking it with me while I was traveling between countries or on a work trip. Um, and I was like filling it out and like digging, I mean, taking some time to do it. So that's, that's why I, I started feeling attracted because I all the time liked the idea of documenting, but I didn't know where to start. Um, mm-hmm. I love watching albums. I love, I love, so I follow a lot of people that work with um, projects from Ali Edwards. She, she builds so, such amazing work and so, so many talented people that have amazing albums. Um, so I, I, I wanted to document something, but I didn't know how to do it without actually carving a lot of time or feeling overwhelmed about all of the things to prep. So I think this was a way of doing that. So you also work in the memory planner format as well. So you're really into kind of <laughs> what I see as more modern formats versus, you know, maybe traditional yeah. layouts or even pocket pages yeah. are a little bit older now. Are there <laughs> other reasons why you think that these formats are great for beginners? Because I'm seeing so many who are like, ooh, what is that? That looks different mm-hmm. than the way I think of scrapbooking or memory keeping. Yeah, and I think that... um I guess that a lot of designers have launched a lot of different things that goes goes around this new new product. So, for example, Ali mm-hmm. Edwards, she's she's known by very traditional scrapbooking and albums. But I think it was two collections ago that I actually didn't work on any of her projects because I, I everything that I saw it was an album. But then in, I think it was two years ago she launched an special like folio like a um, a felt folio for December mm-hmm. Daily project, and I was like yes. That's exactly what I want. I want a notebook that I don't that I don't need to do like get all of the embellishment and like work extra hard. I can actually just write down as I go and then print a couple of pictures here and there. So I think that designers and in people in in the products are also launching things on that way. So that's I would say creating that like that curiosity curiosity, right? To see like, oh, so how would be I get a lot of questions in my Instagram, like, oh, I, I love the way they're documented. I, I didn't know that I, I could do that. And people like switching between Traveler's Notebook and the notebook versus the the album, right? I think it's a way of refreshing the way that you're documenting. Um, people that have documented forever in albums, they're like, Oh, maybe this is another way that I can feel inspired and creative. Um so I think that, I mean, a lot of designers are lo- launching products that go along with that. And that's exactly mm-hmm. when I started following Ali Edwards because I saw that felt notebook. And then she did the same for the One Little World worship that she does. I think, again, two years ago, and not only the album, she started launching uh, 
some uh, folios, some letter folios with notebooks, blank notebooks to be able to document along with the project. So that's how I started getting engaged and seeing, oh, so this is another way that I don't need to get the whole thing um, into something more approachable to manage. So I think that uh, that's also changing the way people are approaching it. The product, I think the products guide a lot of the way that you're documenting. Yes, yes. And we have so many just amazing options today for sure. I know. Yeah, yeah. Now, even with Traveler's Notebooks, like we have all seen things that are very complicated, as detailed as a big 12 by 12 or 24 by 12 spread. So how do you keep it simple and not stressful and not like worry about over designing it? Um, I, I try to keep a balance on my and what I'm using. So normally... I mean, I could do a lot of stuff and sometimes I do overcomplicate and I want to put stamping on it and some other fancy stuff. But normally I, I, I try to keep a couple of things handy, like washi tape on my desk and then a set of stickers that I can use and then some color pens that I can just grab and, and document. So I think that narrowing down what I'm using, it also helps to keep it simple. Uh, that I'm not overcomplicated to just add too much stuff on it. But I, I will be honest, I sometimes I do want to uh, make it very creative. And I started adding stamps. So I have a stamp collection now. And then a little bit more like art journaling to my projects. But uh, but I'm fine if sometimes I'm just adding a couple of stickers and my journaling. And, and even in my memory planner, I, I will do a couple of videos I have not updated in my Instagram, how my, my memory planner is going this year. And actually, I'm fine if I didn't didn't fill it out a week. And it happens, right? I mean, life happens. And I, I don't have to have it 100% full. But even if I only got like the journaling part on it, I feel good that I was able to stop and document something. I'm curious how you approach your memory planner versus a traveler's notebook project. Um, I think, and this is maybe just from my own experience, I think sometimes it's a little <laughs> bit more intimidating if there is more kind of structure to the page and yes, um, yeah. maybe there's there's dates on the page, whether or not you're filling them in yourself. Yeah. So there's more kind of decisions and constraints at the same time. Yeah, you're right. Um, definitely with the Traveler's no- Notebook, you can do a lot of stuff and then you put the date, you can continue a month after and then two months later. Um, but yeah, so I try to use, um, now my memory keeping and both Amy Tangerine and, and Haiti Swap have undated and dated planners that they use. I actually have tried both and I'm going to say that I like the constriction of having the dates because it forced me to actually document and say, okay, this has a date. So I need to follow up in this week. Every day I need to write something or document something or print sticker on it. So it actually helps me to, I'm, I'm not going to say force, but encourage me to mm-hmm. fill out and work on my memory, my memory planner instead of a, a traveler's notebook that I approach it more in a like ad hoc base. Like, oh, I want to document that trip that we did. So I'm going to do it in a traveler's notebook or a notebook. Uh, but in my memory keeping, I like actually have it. I, I literally have it next to me on my desk. So in between meetings at work or at noon while I'm having lunch, whatever, I try to keep it closed. So as I was telling you, maybe I'm not having a lot of, of stamps or like a lot of creative stuff, but just my pen in my journal, in my in my planner, and then just documented what's happening in the day. A phrase that my daughter said that I want to remember um, on that day specifically. 
Um, so yeah, so I think that the, the, the reason that he has a date, it forced me and encouraged me to actually take the time in the day and fill it out. And I think that's a oh, difference. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned that you are a working mom and I often hear that one of the biggest barriers to either starting to be a memory keeper or continuing to scrapbook is time. It's one of the biggest reasons yeah. people maybe even step away. So how do you carve yeah. out that time? Yeah. And I think that I, I, I learned that a lot after my first baby, I think that you need to carve out time for yourself and for your mental health, especially when you're going through big changes. Like I, I felt after I had, I, I was a mom for the first time living abroad by myself without family. So I really made myself ma- make the time either at night or either early morning. It doesn't have to be like the whole hour of sitting down in a desk, but I did it like in between things, in between meetings or at night before going to bed which was important for me to just do something for me other than working and being a mom and all the, the daily, daily stuff that you need to do. So mm-hmm. I, I was, I, I started myself to be very strict to that. And then my husband is such a great support because I also carve out some time to do some, um, well, after the pandemic, actually some live uh, workshops. I try to go into some creative stuff. I did a in February, I went to a pottery one. Um, actually, just this last weekend, I did a dry flower arrangement workshop as well um, in one of uh, um, my favorite scrapbooking shop here in San Antonio. So I do try to carve out that time for me. Um, and maybe not every month, but um, every other day um, to make sure that, that I have that. Just for, I, I guess it's, uh, I don't guess, it's, it's mental health and making sure that I, have that specific time to just decompress from everything. But um, I think the message is that you don't have to do a lot of time. It doesn't have to be an hour or two hours. I think only 10, 15 minutes, as long as you can sit down and document something, maybe put a couple, literally a, a couple of pages down or a couple of stickers down, it helps. So that's how I approach it. Yes. It sounds like just being really intentional and even if you only have that little period of time, it's just kind of taking the breath and accepting it's okay for me to sit down for 15 minutes, um, whether you do anything or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, and and also give yourself grace because as I was telling you, I mean, I know a lot of people get a little anxious about not filling out their projects and Believe me, I don't have, I have started many projects and I think that's one of the things I get excited about a lot of stuff and I enroll in a lot of things and I want to do like three or four projects at the same time. I may not finish everything and I'm going through my notebook right now from my memory planner and I don't have the whole year. Like I think March, I only documented a week um, and I think that's fine. Uh, at least I got something. I was able to cover some time. And so that's not stopping me for continuing, even though I do have some blank pages on it. I think that that's, that's a key thing. Like just give yourself grace that it won't be fill out a hundred percent, but the time that you do just make it work and make it happen and, and just try to carve that time. Yes. 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 It's so important <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love how even as a young mom, like, you you know, with your kids Mm -hmm. still quite little that you are um, kind of starting with this perspective rather than uh, growing into it over time, as I think a lot of us did. So, (laughs) well, it's hard, especially in the early ages. I mean, my my baby is a baby Mm -hmm. and 
my daughter was was a baby as well when I I started this. But I found out that that was a good outlet for me to mm-hmm. also be a good mom because I needed that time for me to decompress, to make sure that I was um, calmer, that I I had a little bit more patience uh, to be able to just do everything in my day. So um, so yeah, and 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 I would tell you, there's a lot of discussion nowadays more even in the brand so for example i use archer and olive a lot and their notebooks and i love how bonnie the owner she she actually started that company for her for mental health to be able to just decompress and then as a way of coping and just carving that time for her and so i i love that a lot of um the designers and product owners and in the community, they speak about that specifically. That is not only about documenting for documenting and because it's so fun to have that for your kids and for you to do it, but also the the doing it, right? The, the act of doing it on a daily basis or on a weekly basis for you, right? For, for carving some time for you and for your mental health. So I, I think all of that conversation openly now about, um, oh, for sure. Postpartum, yeah, postpartum depression and um, all of that things that that happen in in real life and and maybe it's not a, a a topic of conversation, but I think that a lot of of people are having those conversations and and throwing products and things that um, they're they're saying to help them. And so I think that that also give yourself that time and start thinking about about how, what are you doing for you? Right. So uh, that helped me a lot in understanding that other people do it. And I'm not alone in that, that I do feel that I need to do something for me. So I think that's important in the community. A lot of that discussion. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I hope this is helpful for, I know for at least there's at least one person out there, but hopefully many more Absolutely. have had a Mm -hmm. change of thought here about taking that time. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, managing your stash because I think that's when we start buying things because we love yeah. them and there's always lots of things for however you want to be a scrapbooker, whether even mm-hmm. if you're a digital scrapbooker or a hybrid or whatever, yeah. there's always things to buy. But how do we keep it manageable and not overwhelming? So I'm not the expert. I'm going to be completely transparent. And if I, I'm going to do so, someday I'm going to do the tour of my my studio and then I do have tons of stickers, tons of um of stamps and all types of pans. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm guilty of hoarding <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> but I think that um and I try to do this at least once a year. Um try to look at what I have and then for I mean I, 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 all collections will will launch, right? You get very excited every time that somebody's launching a collection. Um so I do try to think about, okay, so what do I have? So in this year, actually, I did limit myself on buying more notebooks. I have a whole collection of Archer and Ellen notebooks with like all the collaborations with Amy Tangerine. There's a store here in Austin that did another collaboration with them. And I have the, the whole collection, literally a box of a lot of notebooks. So I said to myself, well, I'm go- this year, I'm not going to buy more notebooks. I need to use the ones that I have first before I start buying more. Um, so I try to set up a goal a, a year to say, okay, this this product, even though I know there's going to be a lot of launches this year, I'm going to try to limit myself because I already have a lot. Um, so, and the other thing is that um, I try to share. Um, I've been trying to encourage my sister to just start doing some of this, like exactly what we're talking about, carving some time for us. She has three kids 
And I'm like, you need that. Uh, you need that time, even if you're, you don't want to be like, uh, uh, have a lot of things and then just overwhelm your project, but at least just get a notebook and then just start writing something or journal or, or draw something. So I actually, this year I started, I, I get, I created a package for her from almost all of the things that I have. And then I send it to her so she could start. So, um, so giving away as well to friends and family, things that you have at home as well, like just doing that cleanup helps a lot to just understand what you have, but also sharing what you, what you're working on and what works for you. So, um, I think that's the other way of like managing your stash, like just like doing that inventory and then just like giving it out and and encouraging somebody else, family or friend to just take, take that, um, and, and start with something, right. And, and just inviting them to your creative process, something like that. I'm curious how you make sure that you're using your stash of maybe things that have been purchased a while ago versus only mm-hmm. just the new stuff. Um, so I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do have a lot. I don't. I do have a lot of stuff. The other day, I was opening my uh, washi tape box because it's a huge box, and I was like, "Yeah, I have too many things, and I don't even know where to start." Um, but, um, what I try to do, uh, when I'm starting a new project though, is that I, I started opening everything that I have and seeing, okay, so what do I have? Um, cleaning my, my boxes just because, and I've been cleaning it just because it doesn't feel anymore. I probably need more storage space. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I'm not the best of managing everything that I have. Um, but I do try before I'm starting a project to see what I have, um and try to have it at hand to make sure that I use it because if I have it in my boxes and as I was telling you I'm on the, on my day to day and I want to document something I I might not see it so I do try to take out some of those stuff and then just have it handy in my desk to make sure that I use it. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Now before we go today, I'm curious about your new business. It's something you mentioned when you reached out. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. Yes. So um. I share a lot of things that I use and I, uh, I try to buy a lot from small businesses. I love supporting as more businesses in every city that I have lived in. I do the same here in San Antonio. I love buying from local shops and local makers. Uh, and I do that a lot from Guatemala, from my home country. So I, I thought about sharing what I love and what I use from Guatemala creative people and artists. Um, here in, in the U.S. and here in, in my city, right? So um, I use this handmade uh, plastic, recycled plastic bags as a house basket. And I learned this from another creative that I love and I highly recommend, uh, Brandy Kincaid. She has this Strava and Hope mailers. Um, and she, she shows her house baskets. Like, like she uses baskets or bags to just carry around home her house her journals and pens and all of her materials to make sure that she also has it at hand to create. So to your earlier question, um, how do you make sure that you have, have things in handy and you document? Well, she recommends using like house baskets. So for example, you have it in your bedroom right next to your, I don't know, your chair or your desk that you have in there, or maybe in your dining room. So you have in there a basket where you have your journal, your stickers and some pens to make sure that it's not an excuse that you have it at hand and whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing, 
in the spaces in your house that you can have it at, at hand to be able to just grab it and use it. So I started using those baskets from back home, which are very colorful. All of that is handmade. There's such talented people in Guatemala that do this type of art. I think it's art because it's really beautiful, a lot, a lot of bright colors. So I started, um, so I'm starting a business in this year to bring things from my home country, from Guatemala, to just sell here and to share what, what I use, not only the, the baskets, because I use it again as a house basket and also for storing my, uh, my stash and my stamps. Um, so, so people can enjoy it. You can use it different ways. Um, so I, I thought it was, um, an interesting thing to just bring it here and share it. I, I'm planning, um, the second semester of this year to bring things from other creative, people in Guatemala. So I also buy, when I go back home, I also buy notebooks and stamps and and things that are handmade in Guatemala. There's a couple of notebook makers there in Guatemala that I love and I have their notebooks as well. And I use them uh, for journaling. So stuff like that, because I think that just give give uh, the Guatemalan artist some other outlet and and sharing also what I use and what I have bought back home. So that's that's the idea. Literally, literally sharing what I use in my creative day to day from my home country here in, in the US and in the city that I'm living in right now. Oh, that's so fun. I can't wait to see mm-hmm. uh, how that unfolds for you. Can- I'm just starting and I was saying I, I only for I started with the bags, but then yeah, slowly but surely I'm I try to I want to get a couple more stuff. Um, to be able to share with some friends here in the U.S. So, yes. Oh, sounds like a fun time for sure. Yes. Can you share where we can find you online? Yes. I actually right now only have my Instagram account, which is GF. Uh, that you can find me there. I'm actually also trying to upload some videos into a YouTube channel. Um, terrible. I'm going to say terrible at editing videos and recording when I'm doing my creative work because I, I do it on the fly and then I'm, I'm doing something and then I remember that I wanted to record it and then I forget. But, uh, yeah. but I want to be more intentional on recording when I'm documenting my memory planner or when I'm doing a special project. Um, some people have asked me, like, how do you do that? And so um, I want to record more and probably share a couple of more process videos. So um, more to come on that. Um, in terms of the YouTube channel, but right now that's my Instagram. Oh, sounds great. We'll definitely include the link. Thank you so Perfect. much for spending time with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. 